The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you. It is March 9th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for being with us. We do appreciate it. How are you today? Uh-huh. Eh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is that a good enough answer I, yeah, for you? I, I came in this morning and I said, hey, how's it going? And you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. I said, it's, hey, it's Monday or it's a Thursday. going to be a great Thursday. And you said, is it? Is it? <laughs> is it? <laughs> Is it a good Thursday? <laughs> is it a good Thursday? Uh, you yes, know, it is. It is a good Thursday. I mean, it's it's uh, ordinary, I suppose. Nothing new or exciting to share about. Yeah. And, well, that's part of life, too. You know, the morning blend isn't always hyped up <laughs> on caffeine that's and uh, true. little sleep. But It was kind of interesting yesterday morning because it snowed a lot up here, but it didn't really stick. And I know other places were like that. And I mentioned it because there is a special weather statement again today for accumulating snow possible for the lowlands of Polk, Yamhill, and western Washington counties this morning. Okay, but, but, so that's kind of eastern, right? Yeah, uh, western. Or w- western. That would be western, yes. Okay. That would be a little more western or south, southwestern from where we're at. Uh, but basically above 1,000 feet, and it's a possibility. Will, will it happen? Eh, hard to say. I'm looking out right now. It doesn't look too bad. So, But anyway, just a heads up that we may kind of see what we saw yesterday with that morning snowfall. But then after that, after this morning, it looks kind of like business as usual through the weekend. More rain and a little warmer, actually, you know, into the 50s. How about that? How about that? But out of the next foreseeable future, though, how many of those days have rain in them? Yeah, lots. Almost every one of them. <laughs> they do, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, it's like, all right, yeah. we understand this time of year. We we feel it every year. Yeah. We're it's, it's winter is through for the most part. We've got a couple more weeks. We're moving into springtime. And, you know, it's been a long winter, we'll say. Long lots of slow. snow, yeah. uh, you know, rainy weather. No, yeah. We've got more of it, and so we just got to, you know, be faithful, push through. We Hang know there. that going to turn the corner. We know that the late spring, summer times around here are like none other. That's right. So we just got to be patient. Just hang right in there. <laughs> so I have a question for you this morning. Okay, kind of an off the wall question. So did your daughters, when they were growing up, did they play with Barbie dolls? Oh, for sure. They did. Nice. Oh, okay. yes. Okay, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think that we even had like the Barbie Corvette. Oh, yeah. Now you're uh, talking. Christian really liked that. Even though it was pink, <laughs> yeah. he didn't mind. But he thought that yeah. Corvette, even as a little guy, was a pretty, pretty nice toy. Yes. But oh, for sure. But the first thing I always did whenever we got Barbies, David, yeah. I'd throw away the shoes. Oh, because they... You'd, because yeah. n- not that the kids would swallow them because I've... I, you know, had done that before, fished a shoe out of one of the baby's mouths, but one always got lost. Oh, there you and go. And then there was a fluff up about uh, yeah. not being able to find all the yeah. shoes. And seems to be, you know, what is that? Play imitating life right. because it seems like the little girls were always losing one of their shoes. <laughs> not only that, you didn't want Barbie limping around on nope. one so, shoe like that. You know that. what? She was a barefoot yeah. kind of freestyling girl. <laughs> there you go. Well, I ask you that question because today, March 9th, is National Barbie Day. Yep. Oh, Celebrates the iconic she? toy. 1959, when she debuted. Really? She debuted at the American International Toy Fair in New York. 
So now I have a really good trivia question for you. Oh, goodness. Okay. So do you know what Barbie's full name is? Ooh, no, I do not. But my guess would be, oh, let's see. I, I'll go with Barbara Mattel. <laughs> no, it's okay. not Barbara Mattel. That, that's a good that's guess. That's my guess. What is her name? It, it, it's actually a, uh, with a middle name as well. Bar- Barbie has a middle name. So her full name actually is Barbara Millicent Roberts. Barbara Millicent Roberts. That is really? Barbie. Yeah. And you know her good friend, Ken? Yes. Who debuted a couple years Ken later. Ken It's not. you, But you know what Ken's last name is? What is Ken's last name? Carson. Ken Carson? Ken Carson. Carson with a C, huh? That's probably. Carson with a C. That's right. So Ken Carson and Barbie, Barbara Roberts. Yeah. Do you know where Ken and Barbie met? Uh, Cabo? <laughs> they did. How'd you know that? <laughs> Came up to her on the beach and said, Barbie, hello. My name is Ken Carson. Nice to meet you. Oh, that! what a strong sounding name that is when you put it like that. That's right. I don't think they met in Cabo, but I don't know. I'm just... <laughs> It doesn't say. On the, the playground, probably. <laughs> That's right. So there's your bar- your Barbie trivia today on National Barbie Day. I love it. March 60, 9th. Uh, let's see. It may put her 63 years old. There you she go. She looks great. Wow. She looks great. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, uh, what do you have coming up? Hey, David, you'll like this. According to St. Faustina, there are only four types of people who need prey. Oh, I'll tell you who they are. Okay, that's interesting. And again, a lot of March Madness to go through in sports today. See, that's what you can do this weekend during the rain. Just sit inside and watch basketball all weekend long. That's not a bad thing, I guess. (laughs) I could see your future. Uh, Well, we got a great show ahead for you on this Thursday morning. Here is Village Lights with Christ Our King. And we are the morning blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
That is Village Lights and Christ Our King. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this Thursday morning. Well, coming up, we're going to talk a little retirement with Ashley Michike of True North Retirement Advisors right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Prayer is one of the three pillars of Lent, and Mater Dei Radio is ready to offer up your special intentions during this holy season. Our committed team of prayer warriors wants to hear from you by clicking Pray on the Hail Mary Media app or materdayradio.com. Call them directly with your request at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. You can keep praying with Mater Dei Radio during Lent through our daily broadcast of the celebration of Holy Mass, the mysteries of the Rosary, and the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. Plus, there's stirring Lenten reflections, special features on the morning blend, and the Stations of the Cross of our Lord's Passion at 7 o'clock on Friday nights. Pray your way through Lent into Easter with the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Dei Radio leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 7.13 here at Mater Day Radio. We've got a long train of rainy days ahead, David. Oh, yeah. We begin 100% chance of rain today. Take time high is going to be to the mid to upper 40s. Looks like breezy winds going to pick up into the afternoon also. Snow levels, you know, some areas might be getting it down to the valley floor, but for the most part, it's rising to about 1,500 feet. Then overnight, cooling off to the upper 30s, uh, upper 30s. then tomorrow, another soggy day. And looking ahead to the weekend, Saturday breaks up a little bit. Could see a few sun breaks. Next system moving in for Sunday. All right. 41 degrees at Holy Redeemer Church in Portland. And it is also 41 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. Well, what are your financial plans for 2023? Does it include retirement? If so, you have probably more than likely put some forethought into it. Joining Mater Dei Radio this morning to talk about retirement 
And the three things you must do before you retire is our good friend, Ashley Michikay. She is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors in the greater Portland area and a valued member of Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning, David. How are you? I'm doing very well, but the question is, how are you? I want to say congratulations are in order. A new addition to your family. Yes, yes. My fourth child arrived uh, about six weeks ago, so I'm not sure what day it is or (laughs) or anything like that. (laughs) Oh, that is wonderful. So, uh, little Matthew? Yes, Matthew Ambrose. Oh, I love that. That is fantastic. So, four kids. Now, give, give me a rundown again. How many girls and boys? So, my oldest, who's eight, is a girl, and then I have three boys after that. So, five, two, and then the newborn. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, again, <laughs> congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, we are talking about retirement this morning, and... The three things, this really intrigued me, the three things you must do before you retire. So uh, how'd you come up with these? Mainly through just discussing this with clients over the years. So I've been doing this for about 15 years now and helped a lot of clients transition into retirement. So I see, you know, where they stumble and fall and make mistakes. And then I also see where they do things really, really well. And I think a big component of that is to do things in advance. So the things that you can do kind of before you retire will help you set set you up for a successful and a smooth transition into retirement. And so I came up with the idea for my podcast and talking about this just because it's it's a very common conundrum and I think people can really get overwhelmed by all the things that they maybe think that they should do. But the goal with these three things is if you get these three right, then I think it takes care of maybe 90% of what you would need to do prior to retirement. And then you can set yourself up for a smoother, successful transition into retirement. Uh, That's great to know. So I guess with no further ado, let's go through these. Uh, Number one. So number one would be, and it sounds a little obvious, but you'd be surprised how many people don't do this. And that is just making sure that you have enough money to retire. Right. So when you add up your investment portfolio, your income sources, social security, all those sources, is that going to provide for you for potentially 20, 30 years of retirement? And so there are a number of tools available for free online that will give you kind of a basic projection. I always recommend to people, if you work with a financial advisor, they have the tools most often to do run this analysis for you. But you want to look at various scenarios, not just the rosy scenarios, but what happens if um, taxes are higher or what happens if you have a health event in retirement? You want to make sure that you have enough breathing room um, that you could also weather the inevitable ups and downs of life that will come along in retirement as well. So just, you know, making sure, do I have enough money to retire? Do I have enough income to support the lifestyle uh, that I would like to live in retirement? So that's, that's a huge one. Mm-hmm. Have you seen people in the past, maybe some of your clients who have retired and then like, ooh, didn't plan on that and have to go back to work? Yes. However, most often it's not a full time. It's it's maybe part time work. And actually, a lot of people end up going back to work because they don't realize how much they missed working. And they it's it's kind of like you know Michael Jordan. I think he retired three times. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and you hear about athletes who 
retire and then come back. And it's kind of the same thing where they don't realize how much they really miss working and they filling the void with other things is extremely important as well. But yeah, I mean, I've had people do that. And I think a key is to not doing that out of necessity would be to create a retirement budget. So to really sit down, most people have a really hard time with budgeting because they feel it's for a variety of reasons. Maybe they feel it's too restrictive. Maybe they just, they're not type A or organized enough to kind of look at their budget and spending and track it. And it seems too tedious. And I, I totally understand that, but it is very important to at least understand where your money goes every month. Because more, more often than not, when someone has a negative surprise in retirement, it's because they thought their spending was going to be way lower than it actually was mm-hmm. in retirement. And then their income sources, their investment portfolio, all of that can't support that higher level of spending. And they're not willing to cut back. And so then that situation forces them to go back to work. Right. So we want to avoid that. And that's why making sure you have enough, doing a budgeting, uh, creating a retirement budget before you retire all of that goes hand in hand with just preparing yourself for a successful, smooth transition. All right. How about number two? Number two is probably harder. Well, it is harder than number one if you're not there yet. And that is paying off all of your debt if you can. And I would include mortgage as well. Mm -hmm. Now, for some people, this just isn't possible, but you might be two years from retirement and have 20 years left on your mortgage. But to the extent that you can, we want to minimize those obligatory payments in retirement. So if you can eliminate all car debt, credit card debt, especially the high interest Uh, debt. That's the most important. But for most people, your mortgage, your housing-related spending is usually about 25 to 30% of your overall household spending. So if you can eliminate most of that by eliminating your mortgage, you're going to have so much more flexibility with where your money goes every month in retirement just by not having any debt payments at all. that's That's a great point. And then number three, Yeah, number three, you know, I struggle with this because there's so many different things, but a big mistake and a big one that I see is that people do not pair their investment portfolio for retirement. So I actually just saw this the other day. It was a, a gal who was She's in her early 60s. She wants to retire next year, and she has 90% of her retirement 401k and her other investments. 90% of it is still in stocks. Mm. So a lot of people, they just invest in their 401k and other accounts, and they get closer to retirement, and they don't dial back that risk. And so what can happen is in the year, a couple of years leading up, or even the couple of years after retirement, they haven't dialed that back, and then they get hit with what happened last year in 2022, and they lose 15 20%. Then, again, they're forced to go back to work, maybe adjust their spending, and make some not-so-fun decisions. So we want to do that leading up to retirement, again, before retirement, so that you're not blindsided by a big downturn in your investment portfolio uh, in the couple of years before and the couple of years after retirement. Absolutely. Again, we're speaking with Ashley Mishike. She is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors in the greater Portland area and a member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Going back to the budget 
aspect too. One thing that I've noticed too, if if you do budget or you you should budget, you can also identify some things through your budget that you can say, you know what, we can get rid of this. We don't have to do this. So you kind of itemize it and then you can kind of go through it and say, yeah, these are necessities. This is not a necessity. Absolutely. Yeah. And for the clients who will, who do line item budgets with categories, it's very insightful because then they don't even realize until they do that, that they spend maybe way too much in a certain area that doesn't matter that much to them. Like maybe they just eat out more out of convenience, but they don't really enjoy it that much. And so by red flagging some of those areas, they can reduce their spending if they need to and better position themselves to stick with a certain spending target. Because once you are retired, you know, you're not working anymore, especially a few years into retirement, it's a lot harder to go back to work right. um, once you're maybe five years in. So you're kind of stuck with that. So it becomes a lot more important to budget when you're retired and to stick to that budget too, because you just don't have potentially higher income coming your way through continuing to work. Yeah, that's great. Again, these are the three things that you must do before you retire. Ashley Mishike, CEO of True North Retirement Advisors and a member of Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle. Ashley, always so insightful to talk with you. Always appreciate it. So thank you so much for all the ideas. Thank you so much, David. It was a pleasure. And now I'll let you get back to your new little one. Thanks. All right. God bless. And it is 7.23 here at Mater Day Radio, where we are well into our Lenten journey. And, you know, no matter where you've been over the last couple of weeks, and if you haven't gotten quite to where you wanted to be on this Lenten journey, well, let this be the day you pick up and start again. Download the free Hail Mary media app. It's a great way to re-kick, uh, reboost your Lenten journey and also just really get your prayer life where you want it to be. That beautiful resource of prayer library plus Lenten uh, inspiration and interviews and videos that really can help you deepen your Lenten journey. So you can download it today. It is absolutely free. No ads involved. Download the free Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. When Jesus arrives at the tomb of Lazarus, Mary, his sister, kneels before Jesus and says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus was friends with Lazarus and his sisters. When he sees her weeping, he is moved, and the gospel tells us Jesus wept. Those two words are the shortest sentence in the gospels, Jesus wept. We see the human side of Jesus joining in the sadness and loss of his close friends. Lazarus represents each one of us, and we too are called to come out of the tomb of sin and death. The story of Lazarus prefigures the resurrection of Jesus at Easter, but it also points to our baptism. As St. Paul says, we were buried with him by baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, that we too might walk in newness of life. This is Matt Maloney 
for NovaFaith.net. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. Want an eye-opener in the morning without the caffeine? It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 727 and Mater Day Radio and more wild weather for California. We'll have the story in the news. And athletic directors in the Evergreen School District were told their jobs would be secure if the school levy passed. Well, the levy passed, but they're out of a job. I'll explain why coming up in three minutes. Here is Jordan St. Cyr and Weary Traveler. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Weary Traveler Beat down from the storms that you have weathered Feels like this road just might go on forever Carry on You keep on giving This world just keeps on taking Your tired heart is on the edge of breaking Carry on Weary traveler
That is Jordan St. Cyr and Weary Traveler. It's 7.30 at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, Pope Francis met Wednesday with two young Nigerian girls who suffered horrendous violence at the hands of the Boko Haram terrorist group. 16-year-old Mariamu Joseph, who escaped from the Boko Haram in July after being held against her will for nine years, greeted the Pope with Janda Marcus, also a victim of Boko Haram kidnapping, at the end of his general audience on March 8th. Aid to the church in need arranged for the girls to meet the Pope on International Women's Day. Pope Francis recently wrote a book preface in which he condemned violence against women. And in it, he said, we must find the cure to heal this plague and not leave women alone. Now, in the face of this persecution, Nigeria has the highest mass attendance of any country in the world. According to recent data compiled by the Center for Applied Research in the Apostolate, 94% of Catholics in Nigeria attend mass at least weekly. Now, Marcus shared that the six months that she spent at the trauma center were months of healing, prayers, and counseling. Well, as if areas of California haven't had enough weather-related issues with copious amounts of snow, they are now facing down the barrel of an atmospheric river. About 17 million people across central and northern California, including the San Francisco Bay Area and Sacramento, were under flood watches early Wednesday ahead of a storm set uh, a storm jet stream that's set to drench the region as early as today with dangerous amounts of rain in most of the places that currently have existing layers of heavy snow from previous brutal storms. Now, in response to the ominous forecast, officials in Marin and Monterey counties have begun preparations ahead of the looming storm. For the resort community of Big Sur, the Emergency Services Office went as far as advising residents and businesses to stock up on essentials that would supply them for at least two weeks. 34 California counties are under a state of emergency. Wow, they so, are getting hammered. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen the forecast yet for today, but it was expected to hit that all the rain today and then the freezing levels going up and the snow melt. So yeah, it could be messy. Well, Evergreen Public Schools plans to go without athletic directors at all four comprehensive high schools beginning next year. Athletic director positions at Evergreen, Heritage, Mountain View, and Union High Schools are among the job cuts for the 2023-24 school year to address the district's $19.1 million budget deficit. In a district-wide email sent to all employees Tuesday, Superintendent John Boyd said he plans to outline the proposed plan to cut the millions of dollars in the next school year at the March 14th regular school board meeting. Now, the cuts are mostly staffing at the district central office and at elementary, middle, and high school level. The district said the projected budget deficit is caused by multiple factors, including reduced student enrollment and the expiring of one-time state and federal resources from the elementary and secondary school emergency relief fund. Now, eliminating the athletic director positions is expected to save the district a combined $710,000. 
Well, a bill to make the life-saving drug that reverses opioid overdoses easier to access has received overwhelming approval from lawmakers in the Oregon House and now moves to the Senate. The proposal aims to combat a surge in opioid deaths by making the overdose reversal medication with the brand name Narcon more readily available to the public. The drug can be administered via a nasal spray after fentanyl, heroin, or other opioids are ingested to prevent a fatal overdose. In Oregon, an average of three people die each day from the unintentional drug overdoses. According to the Oregon Health Authority, fentanyl overdose deaths increased nearly 600% between 2019 and 2021. If passed, the bill would make Narcan free in public buildings, including libraries and churches among other places. That's what it sounds like. It almost feels like that drug needs to be part of every first aid kit yeah. available in, in any building. No doubt. Well, Adidas, a breakup with the rapper Kanye West and the inability to sell his popular Yeezy line of shoes helped pummel earnings the end of last year, leading to a net loss of 513 million euros. American dollars, 540 million Now, the fourth quarter loss also attributed to higher supply costs and slumping revenue in China contrasts with the profit that they earned $213 million in the same period just one year ago. Now, more losses could be ahead as the company forecasts a 500 million euro hit to earnings this year if it decides not to repurpose the remaining Yeezy products it has in stock. The company is predicting a 2023 operating loss. And CEO Bjorn Golden said in a statement that 2023 would be a transitional year. And then we can start to build a profitable business again in 2024. Well, lots of basketball tournament action again to report this morning at the Pac-12 Men's Conference Tournament in Las Vegas. Oregon State fell to Arizona State 63-57, to ending the Beaver season. Washington State beat California. Colorado knocked out Washington. Now, the Cougars will face Oregon today at 2.30. That'll be televised on the Pac-12 network. The Ducks had a first-round bye. So, in State of Oregon High School ranks in the girls' 6A tournament at the University of Portland Child Center, Jesuit defeated Willamette. The Crusaders will take on Clackamas tomorrow in the semifinals. At the girls' 5A tournament in Corvallis, LaSalle Prep edged Silverton and will face Crescent Valley in the semis tomorrow. In the boys' 6A play today at the Child Center, Central Catholic meets West Lynn. In 5A play, LaSalle Prep fell to Crescent Valley yesterday at Gill Coliseum. So in boys' 4A tournament action at Forest Grove High School, it's Marist Catholic versus Cascade. So you can check out all the uh, information as far as scores, times, tip-offs, those sorts of things, the brackets on the OSAA website. And in the NBA last night, it was the Portland Trailblazers falling to the Boston Celtics 115-93. to Portland continues its road trip at Philadelphia tomorrow. Well, for many people, prayer can seem to be overwhelming, and some even wonder if prayer is a right for them. Well, Philip Kozlowski from Alatea shows us that St. Faustina, Polish nun who had those mystical visions of Christ in the early 20th century, wrote in her diary about the four type of people who need to pray. So there's only four, David. So see if you fall into any of these categories. First, she said, 
A soul that is pure and beautiful must pray or else it will lose its beauty. Secondly, a soul that is striving after this purity must pray or else it will never attain it. Third, a soul that is newly converted must pray or else it will fall again. And four, a sinful soul plunged in sin must pray so that it might rise again. All right. So in other words... Every type of person right. needs to pray, right? St. Faustina explains, a soul arms itself by prayer for all kinds of combat. In whatever state the soul may be, it ought to pray. There is no soul that is not bound to pray for every single grace comes to the soul through prayer. So while prayer might be difficult, the key to persevere and to continue your prayer life, rely on God for all the grace you need. You know, it's interesting, uh, Monsignor O'Connor, and we had him on our homily highlight on Tuesday, and he was talking about prayer, and he said something I think that's very, to me, important to remember, and that is there's no specific type of prayer. There's yeah. no there's no wrong prayer. Exactly. You know, however you do it, I mean, but it, where, whether it's meditative or, you know, reciting prayers, the rosary, whatever it is, yeah, there's no, there's no right or wrong way. It's just whatever you're doing to, to have that conversation. Perfect. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Friday, and in fact, every Friday during Lent is a holy hour and via mattress at the Grotto. All are invited for this time of prayer in the main chapel before the noon mass on Lenten Fridays. Confessions are also available from 10 to 11.45 a.m. at the priest's office in the visitor center. Remember, you can find details on these and other events by going to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. So you have a book coming up on, uh, like, the seasons of life. Yes, we're going to talk about Little Greenlee and how she grows. All right, that's after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Day Radio in this prayer to St. Jude. Let us pray. Glorious St. Jude, with faith in your goodness, we ask your help today. As one of Christ's chosen apostles, you remain a pillar and foundation of his church on earth. You are counted, we know, among the elders who always stand before God's throne. From your place of glory, we know you do not forget the needs and difficulties of Christ's little ones here, still struggling, like me, on the way home to God. Please intercede for us all, gracious St. Jude, and be with us in our daily toil and in all our necessities. In Christ's name, we appeal to you again today. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matredayradio.com. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 
for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 7.42 at Mater Day Radio. Well, it looks like it's going to be kind of a wet one today. 90% chance of rain, maybe a little breezy as well. High of 46 degrees, rainy and breezy overnight tonight, low of 38. And then, hey, 100% chance of rain for Friday. Looking forward to that. 47 degrees, your high. <laughs> I am looking forward to that, too, of course. Currently, it is 41 degrees at St. Wenceslas Catholic Church out in Scapoose. And 43 degrees at St. Jude Church in Eugene. Well, Scripture tells us that there is an appointed time for everything, the time for every affair under heaven. And if we read further in Ecclesiastes, it says, I recognize there is nothing better than to rejoice and do well during life. Well, in his new book, author Anthony Stefano introduces us to Greenlee. And in the pages of Greenlee is growing, both young and old celebrate the four seasons and how they align with the seasons of our own lives. Anthony is the author of many best-selling books, including A Traveler's Guide to Heaven and, of course, The Donkey That No One Could Rhyme. Anthony is with me today to share more about his new book. Good morning, Anthony. Thank you so much for joining the show again. Good morning. It's so great to be with you. Well, first, Anthony, I've got to say, Greenlee, that's such a beautiful name. Tell us a little bit about who she is. Well, actually, uh, I have a goddaughter named Greenlee, and it's a rather uncommon name. And... um, it just so happens that it fits perfectly with this concept for a, for the book because, you know, Greenlee, I think, uh, while it's uncommon, it also reminds people of the word evergreen. And, and that's a theme of, of the book, which I'll, which I'll be happy to talk about. But it is a real name of a little girl who's four and a half now and was three and a half when, uh, when I first sold this book. Well, Anthony, we'll talk more about in the pages of the book. And we learn throughout it that as Greenlee grows through each season, well, it's really kind of a discussion on her own life. When you were writing this book, not only were you thinking about Greenlee, but were you maybe even thinking about the own seasons in which you lived your faith through your own life? Absolutely. This book is about everyone. Um you know, we, we do meet the main character. She's named Greenlee, and we meet her in the springtime of her childhood, if you will. But the book follows her along through the, the, the summer of her youth and the autumn of her adulthood. And at the end of the book, uh, Greenlee is an elderly gray-haired lady knitting by the fire in the winter uh, of her life. Uh, so the book really shows her whole lifespan, and it's supposed to be uh, like all of us have a long lifespan. And I wanted to write this book, especially to show children that they shouldn't be afraid of change. Uh, Children and adults are very much afraid of change. But I also wanted to show them that every season of life um, holds the potential for profound joy, and that even even in the winter of our lives, uh, there's hope for a new springtime. And of course, we Christians call that new springtime heaven Mm -hmm. and the resurrection. So I think the ultimate goal of this book was to show children and adults, too, uh, that uh, there's a very hopeful vision for the future. Anthony Stefano is joining us today. We are talking about his wonderful new book, For Young and Old Alike, Greenlee is Growing. 
Well, Anthony, you look back on your life, and I would say both definitely for you and I, we would not be in the winter of it, but really in just kind of this active season of life, enjoying and being able to look back at what we've been through and where we're going forward. In each season, did you kind of place in that some of the parts that really are the best of what we experience, both in our spring, in our summer, in our fall, and in the winter of our lives? Yes, I think, and I think it's such an important point to emphasize, especially today, uh, and even in, especially in this country where youth seems to be so worshipped. And as you get older, you are there's a tendency to dismiss people more who are older, uh, and sometimes, unfortunately, even discard people who are older. But uh, in every age of life, there are wonderful qualities. Of course, childhood is that magical golden period. The whole world is new. G.K. Chesterton said that inside those oversized heads of little babies, you know, is a whole universe, just like on the seventh day of creation. Everything is new. And, and of course, youth is wonderful with, with freedom and first love and, and, and the fact that you don't have tremendous responsibilities yet. But adulthood is great too. You're you're at the peak of your powers, and you know you're um, you your turn to run the world, and and also you're, you're starting family, your families of your own, and you you have the incomparable joy really of raising young children, and and finally old age. While it is challenging, I mean there's lots of physical challenges and health challenges. There's also plenty of uh, pleasures to experience because you don't have the great responsibility of raising kids. Instead, you have the delight of of grandchildren, and and hopefully also you know yourself better, and you've acquired some wisdom that can help uh, other people. You know the tempests of youth youth have passed somewhat, and 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 finally you're more de- you're usually more deeply religious and closer to God when you're older, and that brings a, a tranquility and a, and, a, and a peace. The you know the Bible says over a hundred times that we shouldn't be afraid, and the reason is that God has a plan. God's in charge, and we have to trust Him. And I and I. Hope this book imparts that message by showing that, the, that there's nothing to be afraid of uh, when it comes to the passage of, of the seasons. And, and, and that's why at the end of the book, the most important line, I think, is it says, um, you know, brave the harsh weather and don't be afraid. The end of the year God also has made. I think that's really the, the key to the whole book. Well, Anthony, what a wonderful gift, I think, for a child to go, well, my my godfather wrote this book for me, <laughs> and to see your name in these pages. Have you had an opportunity to read your book to Lil Greenlee? You know, I haven't yet, but her mom has, and a lot of other people have, so I think she's memorized the book uh, at this point. Uh, but I look forward to it. I'm going to see her in about a week, and uh, she... she you know, she actually told me one time, you know, I, you know I, I, she said she wanted me to write a book for her. And I said, well, what do you want me to write a, a book about? I thought she was going to say something like puppies or kittens or something like that. And she said, Uncle Anthony, I want you to write a book about everything, everything. And, and, and I, I thought to myself, how the heck do I write a book about everything? And then I got this idea about telling the whole of a person's life. And, you know, I think that's, that's very important. Um, and it's a point I'd like to make for your listeners, uh, how important it is to have perspective. You know, hopefully this book will give some children some perspective on life. Children as well as adults often live too much for the present moment. You know, they care too much about instant gratification, instant pleasures. Everything is about, you know, me, 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 and I want this now, and if I don't get it, you know, watch out. But that's, that's the recipe for a very unhappy life. 
know, you, you have to think about the big picture because many times in life we, we, we can't have what we, what we want. In fact, many times in the present moment, what we get is pain and, and suffering. Um, you know, the old monks in the Middle Ages, they used to have a saying in Latin that I'm very fond of, quid ac ad eternitatem. What is this in light of eternity? What is this little problem I'm dealing with now in light of all the big things, serious things in life, like suffering and death and heaven and hell? Having this vision of the future, of the end of things, I think helps to make us better able to deal, to deal with all the irritating and painful problems that we encounter on a daily basis. You know? and, and, and it helps us to avoid being overwhelmed and avoid you know, suffering from massive anxiety. You know? and, and that's part of what I'm trying to, to convey in this book, I think. Oh, Anthony, you are really touching my heart and hearing all of that. And, you know, recently on The Morning Blend, we talked about how technology is really kind of taking over in some cases more than it should be and how people have replaced things like books and have gone to their screen time on their phone. This is a book, I think for sure, that parents and grandparents need to pick up and sit down and read. There is something beautiful, I imagine, as you as an author would appreciate and agree with, to have a book in hand and to sit down and turn these pages with your children. It's time together, for sure. Oh, for sure. And, you know, the point you just made is so important. And this ties into Lent, by the way. Lent is all about sacrificing and fasting. And this book does emphasize the, the simple pleasures of life, not the luxuries. I think that in so many ways, We've all gotten used to living uh, a kind of artificial life, you know, whether it's a life lived through social media or through all the cable TV shows we watch or all the video games we play or the amount of time, you know, we spend on our smartphones or our tablets or, or some of the scary things coming up in the near future, like, you know, virtual reality and artificial intelligence. I mean, as a society, we're just completely immersed and engulfed in this technology. And it's all artificial. It's all pretend. And a lot of it is just distraction from real life. I think that what you're saying here is very true, that you know, the greatest joys in life are still the simple ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, experiences that, we could, that can be enjoyed regardless of who you are, and regardless of how much money you have, what your politics... And that's, those are the pleasures I try to show greenly enjoying in this book, like running outside in the sunshine, enjoying the beauty of animals and nature, you know, drinking hot cocoa on a chilly night, you know, spending time with your relatives, your loved ones. And I think when, when people understand that the simple pleasures are the best, it, they're able to live more in a state of gratitude and appreciation. And because of that, they're already rich because they're, they're already living in a state of abundance, and, and that's a key to happiness. And, and, in, and in Lent, you know, we fast and we sacrifice, and, and in addition to strengthening, strengthening our will, that also helps us to appreciate things more. So I hope that the fact that Lent is about appreciating things, that we're giving up more, uh, will dovetail with the, the idea that this book is trying to extol the simple pleasures of life. Well, sure to be another classic favorite for every Catholic family, every family out there. Please check it out. Anthony, tell our listeners where they can get a copy of Greenlee is Growing. Well, luckily, this, this book is being published by Penguin Random House, so it's got a very wide distribution, and you can get it uh, wherever books are sold, to use the cliche, on, online, on Amazon, uh, at all your Catholic bookstores, Barnes & Noble, uh, pretty much everywhere. Well, fantastic. Anthony, thank you so much. Thank you so much also for introducing us to Greenlee today. Thank you for having me.
And again, that is Anthony DiStefano. I will be sure to add a link to where you can find out more information about Young Greenlee and where you can get a copy for yourself. I'll put that link on the podcast of this interview at materdayradio.com and on the Hail Mary media app. It is 7.54 at Mater Day Radio. It's David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend this Thursday morning. We'll watch your mailbox today because there's a good chance if you didn't get it yesterday, you will see Mater Day Radio's spring share letter hitting your mailbox. Well, it mailed out on Tuesday, so yeah, you give it a day or two. Mm-hmm. And uh, But hopefully if you're on our mailing list, you're going to get it today or tomorrow. Tell you all about our spring share coming up the week of April 17th through the 21st. The theme for the Spring share Seek the Truth. So I love that Very, one. very nice theme. So take a look at the letter. If you'd like to make a donation to our matching fund, you can do so through the letter or just go to our website, materdayradio.com. Click on the main page there. You'll see Spring share 2023, or you can find out all the information through your Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. Is God calling you to do something different with your life? Join Mater Dei Radio's team as our new grant writer. Shape the future of Catholic media through this dynamic part-time position, offering you competitive pay and an exciting opportunity for remote work with flexible hours to suit your schedule. Get more details on the grant writer position and how to apply at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com to join us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life at Mater Dei Radio. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. And Russia targets Ukraine with dozens of missiles. We'll have the details in the news. And Cardinal O'Malley is grateful for the relationship he has with Pope Francis and very important position on the Vatican Council. I'll tell you about it coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey, everyone. I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. While the stories of the saints are often inspiring, it doesn't hurt to remind ourselves that not every single person has to make a vow of celibacy or be martyred before the age of 30 in order to live a good and holy life. Francis of Rome, who we're talking about today, was a woman celebrated as both a saint and a dedicated wife and mother. Francis was born in Rome in 1384 and had a comfortable childhood and a well-to-do, faithful household. When at 11 years old, she suggested to her mother and father that she wanted to become a nun, she got a very simple answer, no. 
Her parents, devout as they were, already had other plans for her. While she was sad to have her hopes dashed so definitively, Frances eventually gave in to her parents and agreed to be married to the Ponziano family to a suitable young man around her age. Following her marriage, she did her best to adapt to her new life, but found herself pretty overwhelmed by all of the changes. One day, her co-sister-in-law, Venosa, discovered her crying by herself. Frances confided in her about the life she had always wanted to lead and was surprised to find that Venosa wanted the same thing. The two women became fast friends and encouraged in their fellowship began to pursue their dreams within the limitations imposed on them. As often as they could, they went out into the streets of Rome and to the hospital of Santo Spirito. There they tended to the sick, with special attention to those so horribly sick that most people would go nowhere near them. Their husbands, seeing their great virtue, made no objections to this generous enterprise. In time, Frances had three children, whom she was devoted to and treated with the same love and warmth she showed to the poor and sick of Rome. But in the early 1400s, the conflicts surrounding the Western Schism reached their home. Troops supporting the anti-pope entered Rome, and in the violent times that ensued, much was lost. Fields and goods were burned, the Ponziano family's home was reduced to ruins, and widespread illness claimed two of Francis's children. Even without the support of her husband, who had been forced to flee the country, Francis did not give up her efforts to help those in need. Working out of the ruined Ponziano house, she continued tending to the sick. During this time, she received a miraculous gift of healing and was visited by a vision of her departed son who told her that an angel had been appointed to watch over her until her death. In time, the danger of the schism passed and Francis's husband was able to return to her. At this point, Francis was famed for her gifts and virtues and requested to aid causes all over Rome. With the approval of her husband, she devoted the rest of her life to her mission of mercy, founding a special society of women who took no vows, but nonetheless dedicated themselves to God by serving the poor. She died in 1440 with the words, the angel has finished his task. He beckons me to follow him. For St. Francis, even the life she never wanted ended up being a life of great virtue. She shows us that the path of a wife and mother is no less meaningful than the path of a saint, nor are they mutually exclusive. St. Francis of Rome, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or for Lenten resources, please download our Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news, after finding out yesterday morning that he would remain a member of Pope Francis' Council of Cardinal Advisors, Cardinal Sean O'Malley of Boston called the reappointment an honor and commended the Holy Father for leading with a shepherd's heart for the past decade. In a statement, O'Malley said, as we approach the 10th anniversary of Pope Francis' election on March 13th, we are reminded of the gift of the Holy Father's spiritual and pastoral leadership for the more than 1 billion Catholics across the globe. The Pope leads with a shepherd's heart, seeking out those most in need and the forgotten and voiceless on the peripheries of our societies. Now, the council has at least one cardinal from nearly every continent, and there currently isn't a cardinal on the council from Oceania, which includes Australia, New Zealand, and the Pacific Islands. Now, in his statement, O'Malley closed by saying he is grateful for the Holy Father's faith and confidence in his assistance, and he asked for continued blessings for Pope Francis and his service to the people of God. 
And more than a year after the Russian invasion of Ukraine, Cardinal Wilton Gregory of Washington is reminding Catholics that regardless of the amount of news coverage the war does or doesn't receive, it's important to draw inspiration from the affected Ukrainian civilians and children, as he said, quotes, to intensify our prayers and commitment to peace. Now, Russia invaded Ukraine on February 24th, 2022, and in just over a year, more than 14 million Ukrainians have been displaced from their homes. More than 7,000 civilians have been killed and almost 12,000 more injured. It's been estimated by the U.S. military officials and others that military casualties between the sides total more than 200,000. Now, Gregory was speaking at a March 7th ecumenical prayer for peace in Ukraine, where he reiterated that the U.S. Catholic Church joins in prayer with Pope Francis that everything possible is done to foster dialogue and pathway to cooperation and peace. Well, and in the latest development there, Russia launched one of its biggest aerial assaults Thursday with 81 missiles targeted at Ukrainian infrastructure across the country. This included hypersonic missiles that eluded Kyiv's air defenses, the Ukrainian military said. At least 11 people were killed. Russia has used this type of nuclear-capable missile on a few occasions in the first weeks of its invasion last year, but the powerful weapon has rarely been seen over the country's skies. Its first known use was last March and then in May, according to the Center for Strategic and International Studies. Now, the missiles can travel at least five times the speed of sound, but it is also particularly difficult to detect because it can be launched from fighter jets, giving it a longer range and the ability to attack from multiple directions. Officials are questioning whether the use of the weaponry marks a shift in the Kremlin strategy. Wow. David, a question for you. When you were a younger person way back in the day, elementary and high school, how did you get to and from school? Uh, A couple of different ways. Either walked, we lived close enough to the the grade school to walk or ride a bike. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Growing up, my parents went to Catholic school, so my parents drove me to Mm -hmm. school. Uh, But by the time I got to high school, same thing. I was close enough to the high school that I walked to school. And then eventually, you know, by the time I was a senior, I had a car and drove, you know, the half mile over the hill because, (laughs) you know, who's going to walk that as a senior? Well, kids in Oregon may get some creative new ways to get to school if a bill passes at the state capitol. Now, Alameda Elementary School in Northeast Portland is nearing its one year uh, of its bike bus initiative. It's when an adult chaperone leads a bike route, taking kids to school in a group kind of similar to a bus route. And a new Oregon bill may soon allow other schools to do the same. Now, the bill would allow school districts to use money from their transportation budgets to fund other ways in addition to using traditional buses to get kids to school safely like paying chaperones to do a bike bus route, paying crossing guards at busy streets. Now, some districts like Park Rose in East Portland had to drop certain bus routes because they didn't have enough drivers. While the bill won't fix the labor shortage, it would provide safe alternatives to get kids to school other than parents driving them uh, or on the buses. Now, the Alameda Elementary School, uh, it's been kind of an experimental program run strictly by volunteers. Right. So if the bill passes, well, then they'll be able to pay those volunteers a fee to bike kids to and from school. That's cool. 
Well, it's not exactly the groundhog seeing his shadow, but this is probably a more accurate indicator that spring is almost here. The National Park Service says that grizzlies are starting to wake up from hibernation. In fact, a Yellowstone National Park wildlife biologist got an aerial view of the first grizzly bear of the year to emerge from hibernation on Tuesday. The report has the bear weighing 300 to 350 pounds. So the first bear sighting last year was also on March 7th. So, hey, pretty pretty accurate there, according to the park official. They say spring visitors to Yellowstone should carry bear spray and be especially alert for bears near carcasses and areas with early spring green-up, as those are the first food sought out by grizzlies after emerging from hibernations. The park will start enforcing bear management restrictions beginning tomorrow for areas with high densities of bears. <gasps> That's one hungry bear. <laughs> He's out got. looking for a morning snack. Yeah, I think so. They drop a lot of weight during hibernation. Oh, sure. Like hundreds of pounds. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Watch out for bears. Make sure you can run faster than the group you're with. Yeah, carry the bear spray. Well, a private space tech firm will be the first entity to launch a 3D printed rocket, which is technically the largest 3D printed object as well. Totally reusable, the Turan 1 will launch from Spaceport at Cape Canaveral at 1 o'clock last week, in fact. And it will be live streamed on YouTube channel, so you could probably watch the video of it. Mm-hmm. Now, built by Relativity Space, the company has huge ambitions for lowering the cost and emissions of spacefaring. This real-world test features a rocket made with only 85% printed materials, but future rockets will reach... 95% and will include additive manufactured boosters as well. Now, a liquid oxygen propellant will act as the fuel, which would make it the first rocket ever to leave the atmosphere on not natural gas fuels hmm. and prove a key part of the company's future par- uh, missions to Mars, which it hopes to power with methane. Now, Turan R, or excuse me, that's the rocket, and Relatively Space, the company who created it, was started by former SpaceX and Blue Origin employees. Yeah, how about that? So, you learned what they could, got their smarts together, <laughs> yeah. and 3D printed themselves a rocket. There you go. In sports, NBA last night, Portland Trailblazers continuing on their road trip, or their road trip, they were on the parquet floor. You know what era that is? That's the Boston Garden. Oh, okay. The parquet floor. That's it. And they lost to the Boston Celtics, 115-93. to 93. So they'll continue their road trip tomorrow at Philadelphia. I think that's their fifth game of the six-game road trip. This will be their longest trip now uh, in the regular okay. season. And then they'll head back home. And so, uh, yeah, getting right down to it. They need to win because uh, their playoff chances, every loss kind of dwindles. But they're still in it. They have an opportunity for sure. Pac-12 men's basketball tournament played yesterday in Las Vegas and uh, season over for the Oregon State Beavers. They lost to Arizona State 63-57. to uh, Washington Huskies also knocked out by Colorado. Washington State, though, they won. They beat California, so the Cougars will face Oregon today in the second round. That's at 2.30 this afternoon on the Pac-12 Network. The Ducks had the day off yesterday. They had a bye, so uh, you can watch that one again, 2.30. Well, while Francis of Rome never lived to see the invention of the automobile, she is popularly invoked as the patron saint 
of automobile drivers. And this patronage is connected to a close relationship with an angel who would constantly envelop her with light. Now, in the book, The Life of St. Francis of Rome, Georgiana Fullerton explains how she would frequently be illuminated by her angel at nighttime. And it says when she left the oratory, the archangel followed her and enveloped in a halo of light, remained always visible to her through imperceptible to others. Excuse me, imperceivable to others. Now, the radiance that surrounded was so dazzling that she could seldom look upon with a fixed gaze. Now, at night and in the most profound darkness, she could always write and read by the light of that angel's brightness. Mm. Now, with the invention of the automobile, many Catholics would turn to St. Francis and ask her for intercession while they traveled at night, praying that they would receive the same kind of angelic protection. I like that. I like my little angel coming, coming with me. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Saturday, beginning at 9 a.m., it is Heroic Men Lenten Summit, Rising from the Ashes. This is happening online via Zoom. Now join Bishop Andrew Cousins, Dr. Edward Shree, and John Lucido at the Heroic Men Summit, powered by the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance. This free virtual online summit is designed to inspire and ignite the thoughts and beliefs of Catholic men and encourage them to rise to greatness through the transformative power of the Eucharist. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. So we have a surprise guest coming into the studio here, and you're just going to have to wait to find out who it is after the forecast. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. 
For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. This Lent, Mater Dei Radio is teaming up with Ave Maria Press for the dynamic program, Return. Join Father John Burns on the Hail Mary Media app as he guides you through prayer and meditation into a fuller experience of Easter's joy. And that's what I wanted to carry through the journal is the desire of God, not just that we would turn away from sin, that we'd come back, but that the return would be wholehearted. But the why for all of our Lenten practices really has to be for love, especially in view of a turning from sin and coming into communion with Jesus, who was in love with us and is trying to draw us into that divine embrace. Journey through Lent with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it now by searching Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to materdayradio.com for more details and prepare for the fullness of Easter's joy with Father John Burns and the Return Program on the Hail Mary Media app from Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 815 of Mater Dei Radio. Well, they're still saying the National Weather Service is there could be some lowland snow in areas of Polk, Yam, here, Yam Hill, and western Washington counties. Although it looks pretty nice out there this morning here, here in the greater Portland area. 90% chance of rain today, high of 46 degrees. 100% chance of rain tonight and tomorrow. Low of 38 tonight and then will be a high of 47 tomorrow. Currently, it is 36 degrees and snowing at Our Lady Star of the Sea in Stevenson. All right, how about that? 43 degrees at Queen of Peace Church in Salem. And 43 degrees at St. Rose de Viterbo Church and School in Longview, Washington. Well, hey. we Woo. recognize that voice. <laughs> Good morning, Dina Marie. Uh, it's wonderful to have you on the show this morning. It's also wonderful to have you on to say St. Rose de, de Viterbo. See, I always cut that part out when I go to, to I Longview <laughs> for the temperature because St. Rose works for me as well. But people yes. always think St. Rose of Lima, but it is a different saint. It is a different saint. And one of our parishioners actually has been to her church uh, where her relics are. And, you know, she's kind of an unknown saint. We're still trying to discover St. Rose de Viterbo, but an Italian young woman saint. So that's as much as I know right now. My school children will have to educate me more on their, their saint or patron saint. But beautiful. We had beautiful blue sky yesterday. It was so gorgeous. And I heard about the snowflakes coming down in Portland. My folks in Gresham were like, these big flakes are coming down up at Mount Calvary, the cemetery. They were reporting in. I thought, oh, wow. wow. So I'm glad I got here safe and sound. You know, let me ask you, then we had that big snowstorm. It hit Ash we Wednesday. Got nothing. What? Nothing in Longview. We, it's so funny. We went to the morning mass uh, for Ash Wednesday because it was the school mass for Ash Wednesday. So we didn't realize it. And then we got in there. It was full of all the school children and the parents. And it was just beautiful. And as we looked out the windows, because both sides of the church are all glass. And I looked outside and I kind of nudged Rob and I said, look, it's snowing. So in the morning, we got that snow that you all got here in the Pacific Northwest in Portland Metro. But we got home, it kind of turned into rain and slush, and then we had nothing. We kept hearing these reports of all of these feet of snow, and we we said, Longview was spared. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, something that's amazing, uh, you guys. Yeah, I found out, you know, that was Ash Wednesday, mm -hmm. and our good friend Terry Ross, host of The Glory of the Mass, he was working that day uh, sharing, you know, his love of classical music, and he ended up leaving late because they said, you know, Terry, you need to head home. 
you know that it took him nine hours, he oh my said, goodness. to get home that day. That's it was tough. after midnight, I think. Oh. So, you know, prayers that, you know, we seem to have come through it all right and hope that it would be never, or at least a very <laughs> yes. long time, before something <laughs> like that happens again. Well, Dana Marie, that was Ash Wednesday when all that happened, and now we are well into our Lenten journey. Tomorrow is Friday, so people might be already thinking now, hmm, it is a no-meat day. Mm-hmm. So what can I fix the family that, you know, supports this, you know, Lenten meager meals? Kind of you don't want to right. go extravagant and, and still honors that, you know, ability to feed all of the kids and and not have meat. So what is your go-to on Lenten Fridays? I think every time we try something new, but my husband had this great idea and he said, let's do a Lenten pizza. And so, you know, everybody loves pizza, but I, because I love pepperoni and all of those things, it's like, okay, how could we make a Lenten pizza simple, but also a a vegetarian pizza? I know David would love this Mm -hmm. because, you know, we love veggies. Just had one. We just had one. Now, what we do, and it might not be for the family, you might buy your own pizza crust, but Rob spends about three to four hours making the dough. It rises, it punches, he rises, it punches, and he makes the dough, you know, puts it out on the pan. We use a cookie sheet and then push that dough on the pan. And that takes a three to four hour process. So some of that is your your prayer, your meditation. But if you just want to go get a boblio at the store, you could do that as well. But we sauteed a whole onion, a whole orange. I like the orange, a bell pepper. You saute those in your nice olive oil. And then you want to chop up a can of your olives chop up a can of your uh, avocado hearts, just those avocado hearts. Usually they're in pieces. Uh, yeah. Artichoke, I'm artichoke. sorry. Artichoke hearts. Uh, and then the the sauce is going to be, I use a pesto sauce. You can mm-hmm. buy a little jar. It has all the pesto and yep. all those seasonings with your olive oil. You put on top of your crust that pesto. And then, of course, uh, now I... we do to do the cheese. So we've got the cheese, we've got the veggies, but you line it with spinach. So you get a a bag of spinach, you just get those little leaves and you line up your whole pizza first with spinach, your sauteed vegetables, your olives, your artichoke hearts cut up, and then if you want to top it with the cheese of your choice, and then you're going to have to limit the pieces that you eat. That's it. You know, right? You know, one slice. And maybe two slices, mom and dad. But again, it was a beautiful Lenten pizza. Very simple, but lots of veggies on there. And just really a delicious thing. I think it'd be fun for the kids to be able to participate. If they're able to cut the vegetables, if they're able to put the vegetables on, I think that's a fun thing for little ones. Okay, you get to put on the olives. You get to put on the peppers. You know, and everybody can participate in making something. Because the fish sticks, it's not as fun. Right. Uh, you might go for that. But I think a Lenten pizza, everybody has their own vegetable that they're going to put on the pizza. You design your own. Boy, what a fun way to get the family together, <laughs> have a little prayer. But then again, simplicity. And again, we're trying to give up something but i think in giving up let's bring the family together in the kitchen and get everybody participating and then when you sit down to that pizza boy how fun is that that sounds a lot lot better than my can of tuna fish yeah you know (laughs) wow that's right bring some joy because really that is i think part of it and so i think rob he had that idea and i said well let's try it out and he does most of the work i will admit but i love the chopping up of all the vegetables putting all of that together and just thinking about god provided all of these vegetables he provided us to have this opportunity to grow all of these great things to feed our to feed ourselves but to 
feed others, to serve others as well. So there's some lessons in just preparing something like a simple Lenten veggie pizza. You know, my favorite ingredient on there that you mentioned, and, and sometimes people forget about this, the artichoke hearts. I love the artichoke I hearts. I love those yeah. on pizza. Those it's are fantastic. so good. Yeah. You know, those are great ideas and ways to make Lenten new this year. I mm-hmm. mean, I, David, you and I, we've had a lifetime of Lenten seasons. And Dean and Marie, <laughs> yes, you've got a, getting there, 20 you've some now. got yeah. a few under your belt. It's like, how do you make this Lenten season renewal? Mm-hmm. Different than all the others, because we've we've gone through Lenten season before. We know how to, you know, journey this way. But unless we're finding new ways to make this journey, it, it just becomes... Well, just another ordinary time in the church. Yeah. What kind of things do you also do in your own prayer life that really boost you to that way this Lenten season's not like the all the others. Right. Well, because we are in a new community, we've just been at uh, St. Rose, but Immaculate Heart is our Sunday church. So being in a new church community, going to the Stations of the Cross, while that is one of those traditional things, unfortunately, I see less people attending. And we go, part of that is to socialize, to be part of a community, to pray. We want to be in that church. And the first Friday that we had for the Lenten season, it was a handful of us. Mm-hmm. But you know, these couple of women made some beautiful just simple soups we had the soup supper first we had this opportunity to come together in fellowship and then we went to the stations of the cross and i'll tell you uh i don't know how long they've had this particular meditation you know there's all these booklets of the stations of the cross but this particular stations of the cross it was so simple but it was really powerful so i think renewing some of those traditional devotionals like the stations of the cross make that part of your building of community building building those as archbishop Sample is talking about home home church communities, that's these right. small groups. We need to build community. And I think that's something part of Lent. Sometimes it's all myself, but let's get into community and really God's grace will grow. Oh, well, Dina Marie, it just sounds wonderful. I'm so excited because you were going to stay with us through the break because we're going to talk about some exciting events that are coming up that people can join in. Again, a new way to journey through Lent. Stay with us. Okay. And it is 8.23 at Mater Day Radio. And again, Dina Marie going to join us back after our new segment. All the information, too, you can always find out on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Lamet Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. 
talk about real life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. It is 826 at Mater Day Radio and more March Madness with the high schools in action. We'll have the details coming up. And according to St. Faustina, there's only four types of people who need to pray. I'll tell you who they are coming up after this. It is Lenten Music by Audrey Assad and Restless. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
That is Audrey Assad with Lenten Music, Restless. It's 831 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Pope Francis met Wednesday with two young Nigerian girls who suffered horrendous violence at the hands of the Boko Haram terrorist group. 16-year-old Mariamu Joseph, who escaped from the Boko Haram in July after being held against her will for nine years. She greeted Pope Francis with Janata Marcus, also a victim of Boko Haram kidnapping, at the end of his general audience on March 8th. Aid to the Church in Need arranged for the girls to meet the Pope on International Women's Day. Pope Francis recently wrote a book preface in which he condemned violence against women. In it, the Pope said, we must find the cure to heal this plague and not leave women alone. In the face of this persecution, Nigeria has the highest mass attendance in any country in the world, according to recent data compiled by the Center for Applied Research in the Apostolate. 94% of Catholics in Nigeria attend mass at least weekly. Now, Marcus shared that the six months that she spent at the trauma center after her recovery were spent healing, prayers, and counseling. Well, as if areas of California haven't had enough weather-related issues with copious amounts of snow this season, they are now facing down the barrel of an atmospheric river. About 17 million people across central and northern California, including the San Francisco Bay Area and Sacramento, were under flood watches early Wednesday ahead of a storm set to drench the region as early as today with dangerous amounts of rain in most of the places that currently have existing layers of heavy snow from previous storms. Now, in response to the ominous forecast, officials in Marin and Monterey counties have begun preparations ahead of the looming storm. For the resort community of Big Sur, the Emergency Services Office went as far as advising residents and businesses to stock up on essentials that would supply them for at least two weeks. 34 California counties are under a state of emergency. Well, Evergreen Public Schools in Vancouver plans to go without athletic directors at all four comprehensive high schools beginning next school year. Athletic director positions at Evergreen, Heritage, Mountain View, and Union High Schools are among the job cuts for the 23-24 school year to address the district's more than $19 million budget deficit. In a district-wide email sent to employees Tuesday, Superintendent John Boyd said he plans to outline their proposed plan to cut $19 million next school year at the March 14th regular school board meeting. The cuts are mostly staffing at the district's central office and at elementary, middle, and high schools. The district said the projected budget deficit is caused by multiple factors, including reduced student enrollment and the expiring of a one-time state and federal resources from the elementary and secondary school emergency relief fund. Now, eliminating the athletic director positions is expected to save the district a combined $710,000. That's interesting. I'm wondering who's going to do their duties because, I mean, athletic directors do a ton, including like typically all the scheduling through all the sports, quite involved. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I have a feeling that March 14th school board meeting, yeah, there there might be a few people there in protest. 
Well, a bill to make the life-saving drug that reverses opioid overdoses easier to access has received overwhelming approval from lawmakers in the Oregon House and now moves on to the Senate. The proposal aims to combat a surge in opioid deaths by making the overdose reversal medication with the brand name Narcan more readily available to the public. The drug can be administered via a nasal spray after fentanyl, heroin, or other opioids are ingested to prevent a fatal overdose. In Oregon, an average of three people die each day from unintentional drug overdoses. Now, according to the Oregon Health Authority, Fentanyl overdose deaths increased nearly 600% between 2019 and 2021. If passed, the bill would make Narcan free in public buildings, including libraries and churches, among other places. Well, kids in Oregon may get some creative new ways to get to school if a bill passes the state capitol. Now, Alameda Elementary School in Northeast Portland is nearing year one of its experimental bike bush initiative. It's when an adult chaperone leads a bike route taking kids to school in a group similar to a bus route. And a new Oregon bill may soon allow other schools to do the same. The bill would allow schools districts to use money from their transportation budgets to fund other ways in addition to using traditional buses to get kids to school safely like paying chaperones to do a bike bus route or even pay crossing guards at busy streets. Now, some districts like Park Rose in East Portland, well, they had to drop certain bus routes because they didn't have enough drivers. Well, the bill won't fix the labor shortage. It will provide safe alternatives to get kids to school other than parents driving them or in buses. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to grow up in a neighborhood where, for our grade school, I could either walk or ride the bike. Sure. I mean, occasionally the parents would take this. Of course, it was horrible weather, but whatever. Then for junior high, it was a bus because the school was farther away. But then for high school, pretty close. I could either ride a bike or later on when I was older, I could drive. But it was actually could have been walkable too. But kind of think about going back in my mind to how we got sure. to school. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, my brother had a moped. Really? Remember the moped? Yeah, oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He, he used that for a few years in his high school. Uh, again, I walked a little bit, and then eventually I had a car that got me, uh, I said a half mile. It was yeah. about maybe half mile, three quarters of a mile to school, but it was up the biggest hill. Was we had it? one yeah. big Sheridan Hill. Everybody from that area would know that. Yeah. And uh, whether you were coming or going, yeah. you had to go up and yeah. over that hill. You had to go to the hill. In sports, lots of basketball tournament action to report on again this morning. The Pac-12 Men's Conference Tournament in Las Vegas. Oregon State fell to Arizona State 63-57, to ending the Beaver season. Washington State beat California, and Colorado knocked out Washington. Cougars will take on Oregon today, 2.30 on the Pac-12 Network. Ducks had a first-round bye. State of Oregon High School ranks the girls' 6A tournament at the University of Portland Child Center. Jesuit defeated Willamette. Crusaders will take on Clackamas tomorrow in the semifinals. Girls 5A tournament in Corvallis. LaSalle Prep edged Silverton and will face Crescent Valley in the semis tomorrow. Boys 6A play today at Child Center. Central Catholic meets West Lynn. 5A play, LaSalle Prep fell to Crescent Valley yesterday. Boys 4A tournament action at Forest Grove High School. Marist Catholic versus Cascade. You can check out all the OSA websites for the updated tip-off times. And in the NBA last night, Trailblazers fell to the Boston Celtics 115-93. Portland continues its road trip at Philadelphia tomorrow.
For many people, prayer can seem overwhelming, and some may even wonder if prayer is right for them. Well, Philip Kozlowski from Alatea assures us that St. Faustina, Polish nun who had visions of Christ in the early 20th century, wrote in her diary about the four types of people who need to pray. There's only four of them. Yep. Number one, a soul that is pure and beautiful must pray or else it will lose its beauty. Number two, a soul that is striving after this purity must pray or else it will never attain it. Thirdly, a soul that is newly converted must pray or else it will fall again. And fourth, a sinful soul plunged in sins must pray so that it might rise again. So David, in other words, Every type of person needs to pray. St. Faustina explains a soul arms itself by prayer for all kinds of combat. In whatever state the soul may be, it ought to pray. There is no soul that is not bound to pray for every single grace comes to the soul through prayer. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Uh, David, I love the fact that St. Patrick's Day is not a single day of celebration. In fact, coming up on March 12th at 11 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., it is St. Patrick's Parish Annual Corned Beef and Cabbage Dinner. Join the St. Patrick's Parish community for a celebratory dinner and fundraising events. I love this. This event features Kells Irish Pub's famous corned beef and cabbage dinner and a silent auction along with the three-course meal. There will be local beer, wine, and coffee and live music throughout the day. Please go on a line to reserve your spot. There's three different seating times and fees, uh, costs for adult dinners and costs for children's dinner. Very nice. A lot of this is going to go towards that renovation project right. that they're working on. Remember, you can find details at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And Dina Marie rejoins us right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. I'm Miriam Schmitz from Spoke Street Media. I don't know about you, but when I have a question, I prefer a response that answers my question exactly and thoroughly. It's a more efficient use of time and I can move on to my next task. I tend to apply the same philosophy to my prayer life. If I have a question about something like, I'm not sure what to do or say in a situation, or I'm struggling with why something is happening, I prefer a response that is quick and efficient. Nice of me to put God in a box, right? Now, sometimes I do get that kind of response, and there's no denying that I know what I need to do. Other times, though, I feel stuck, confused, frustrated. But even during those times, I know what I need to do. Slow down. Slow way down. If I can find a quiet space and just be still, 
I'll hear it. Jesus is telling me, trust me. I got this. You are loved beyond measure. Now, these are not precise responses to my questions and concerns, but they're the most important responses to my questions and concerns. And if I didn't take some time to slow down and be still, I wouldn't have been reminded of how much God loves me and wants the best for me, as he does for you. We encourage you to schedule a specific time in your day for silence. Whatever you need to do, wherever you need to go, to give space to listen for the Lord. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Matra Day Radio. It is 8.44 at Matra Day Radio. Well, it looks like we're going to get some rain today, 90% chance, maybe a little breezy later, high of 46 degrees. Rainy and breezy tonight, low of 38. And then again, rainy and breezy for Friday, 47. Currently, it is 42 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. And in the hometown of Dina Marie, 39 degrees at St. Henry's Church in Gresham. (laughs) That's right. 43 degrees at Immaculate Heart of Mary Church in Kelso, Washington. The Gresham Gophers, right? Go, 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 Gophers. I could sing the song, but I'll (laughs) spare you. you. (laughs) (laughs) We're the mighty Gophers, the mighty, mighty Gophers. Everywhere you go, people are... High school? Who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. The Gresham Gophers. The Gresham, Gresham Gophers. Gophers. Yes. I love it. Right there. Uh, I also... <laughs> My mom's laughing right now. I told her, tune in to KBVM this morning, Water Day Radio. She'll be laughing. That's great. <laughs> awesome. Uh, not only is she laughing, she might be a little hungry after that uh, vegetarian I know, veggie pizza. pizza. Yeah. She's like, Dina Marie, you got to make that for me. For sure. Uh, well, Dina Marie, just as we were ending our last segment, we talked about how... This Lent can be different from all of the others. We are constantly, the crisis drawing us back in. Come back to me. Come back to me in new ways. And this Lenten season is a perfect opportunity to dive deeply. Now, we are a couple of weeks in, and maybe you've fallen off of that mm-hmm. Lenten sacrifice. Well, let this be the day that you're you're going to jump back on the horse, so to speak, and really have this Lenten season and make it like none others. There's some wonderful events. And David, we talk often about the Hail Mary Media app. There's so many things on there, some resources to help your Lenten journey. But if you're looking to make that next step, why not go on a retreat? There's weekend retreats, day retreats, Mm -hmm. evenings that are coming up. And Dina Marie, Boy, there's a lot going on. First, let's talk about Our Lady of Peace Retreat. You work with them every week. They bring forward such amazing programs, retreats, things coming up. What are the sisters doing over there this Lenten season? They have a lot of things going on. And uh, what I want to mention, because those of you, particularly if you live on the West Side, you know the sisters have that outdoor stations of the cross. Sure. And again, making time when you talk about what can we do a little bit differently, it's just being intentional about your time. 
time. Can you take a little bit of your afternoon and just walk the Stations of the Cross? We have them available. They're outdoors. You just kind of get this sense of being out in the wilderness, right, with Jesus as you walk those Stations of the Cross. That's something the sisters can offer during the day where you can just come walk those stations across, connect with the sisters, let them know you're there. But this is an opportunity to walk the stations of the cross. There's a beautiful image of uh, the divine mercy of our lady. Um, I'm thinking about uh, St. Therese. I'm thinking about our lady of Guadalupe, but just to take time for prayer. Now coming up actually post post Lent into Easter is a men's retreat that they're hosting, which I'm really excited about. And I think you've ran some of the interviews with Father Skip Thompson. You know, just another jewel that I found that is serving the church in retreat ministry. But again, the sisters offer this place for you to come away and to be silent. Uh, The good news is, is their women's retreat is booked. It's it's, it's filled. I think they're taking some names for a waiting list if somebody happens to have to drop off. But for the month of March, I think walk in that stations of the cross and then your easter journey the men's retreat coming up at the end of the month of april and then they'll have some special things in june uh, for kind of getting ready for the summertime and just summertime retreats intentionality i think is so important to make the time it's not just going to happen that you're going to get a break in your schedule you have to make the break break away from the world break away from the phone and the texts and make it make it make it make the stations of the cross the grotto of course sure. beautiful place to go the outdoor stations of the cross they've got the noon mass there every day we have just these great rich resources right here in the pacific northwest use them go to them be part of uh, our Catholic faith. You know, what's awesome, too, about Our Lady of Peace Retreat House is that, particularly if you're on the west side, it's not that far out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you drive out TV right. Highway to about, what is it, 170th? 170th, right. Yeah, and, and it's right there, but yet you get out to there, and there's they have plenty of parking, and yeah. it's amazing how much space and wilderness, basically, they have mm-hmm. out there as you talked about walking the Stations of the Cross. Yeah, it's it's just a wonderful experience. And again, not that far out to get to, really easy to get to. And then, of course, the grotto on the east side that we talk about. But Mount Angel, I mean, that's yeah. not that far either. You think about all these great places we have to go to that are really pretty close. Yeah, it's just really making the time, looking and seeing what's around in my particular area. Mm-hmm. How do I go? I have to say, we, we traveled to Brookings in January, mm-hmm. which is the furthest south you can go before you hit California right. on the Oregon coast. Our friend Father Justice is the pastor there. But they recently, within the last year, uh, put outside of the church this life-size um, Jesus, um, statue that's uh, Jesus the Savior. His arms are outstretched wide and it's it's carved out of wood. It's absolutely beautiful. But you know, if you just go on the property of our churches, you'll see, oh, there's St. There's Francis. Oh, there's St. Therese. I mean, just take time to look around. And see, I was over at St. Pius Church the other day, and here's this little statue of St. Francis, but it's kind of in this little grove, mm. you know, and you just can kind of take that quiet meditative. You don't have to go far. Just no. If you're picking up the kids, spend a few extra minutes, walk the grounds of wherever your Catholic church or school is and spend some time there. Our, I think of Our Lady of the Lake and Lake Oswego, again, beautiful, it's a beautiful statue of Our Lady outside, but just whatever you can do to to take time to look at what's around you that's beautiful. It's there. God's oh. there. He wants you to look at him, not screens, not the next app. Nope, that's you know, it. 
look at him in the beauty that he's created us. Well, Dana Marie, we can go very nearby, but we know you, well, even getting here this morning, you put a few miles on your vehicle. And well, there's also wonderful places we can go here in Portland Mm -hmm. that you're going to be leading, telling people about how to have this Lenten journey. Tell our listeners about what you have coming up. Right. I will just mention, as as David, great segue into St. Henry's, because next weekend, the 18th of March, St. Henry's, thanks to their women's group, their Catholic daughters, and the Archdiocese. And Council of Catholic Women. They're having their Women's Lenten Retreat. It will begin on Saturday, the 18th. Eight o'clock is Mass there in the church, and then 8.30 will be check-in. Nine o'clock will be kind of a welcome. They'll have a continental breakfast for the ladies. I'll be kicking off speaking. One of the sisters from the Franciscan Sisters of the Eucharist will be speaking as well, and one of their pastors at St. Henry's will be talking. So it's kind of a full morning. We'll close with adoration at about uh, two o'clock. So lunch will be provided a continental breakfast. They do want you to RSVP. That information, I believe, is on the Mater Day Radio website under the calendar. And then on the 25th for our folks in Eugene Springfield. Springfield, please come out from St. Alice's, but we're going to have a great morning at St. Jude's Catholic Church, and that'll be on Saturday the 25th, the Feast of the Annunciation of the Lord. But Father Powell is there. He's got a tremendous Catholic community, and I've been there the last couple of years. They're just so welcoming, and we'll just get you into that. We'll get you into the wilderness. We'll get you in with Jesus, but he's going to get you out of the wilderness. Mm. Uh, That'll be again free. Come on the 25th in Eugene Springfield area. My folks in Cottage Grove, come on out 9 o'clock or 9.30 to 11 o'clock on that day on Saturday the 25th. Again, my website dinamarie.org has that information posted as well. All right. Gosh, a lot of great opportunities. Yeah. All right. Well, Dana Marie, it is always a wonderful morning when you take time to be with us. We really appreciate that. And thank you so much for all the information that's available to us this Lenten season. Have a blessed Lent. All right. And you can also find details on all those events by going to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Father Peter Julio, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Please join Modern Day Radio and the Archdiocese of Portland Office of Vocations as we unite in prayer with all young men and women to know their vocation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, you have created me to know, love, and serve you. I know there are many ways in life to fulfill this calling, but of them all there is one way, especially for me, by which I will become a saint. Help me to desire what you desire for me. And I pray that you send the Holy Spirit into my mind, heart, and soul, so that I will have the courage to follow you in all things. Mary, my mother, help me to say yes to God's will as you did. Jesus, my Lord and Savior, help me to love as you love. If it is your will that I am called to serve you as a priest or consecrated person, give me the grace and strength to follow you with joy to the end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's Vehicle Donation Program. 
Well, not really, but they could have been. And you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Day Radio. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 855 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast this morning. 90% chance of rain today. A little breezy out there. High of 46 degrees. 100% chance of rain tonight and breezy low of 38. And then Friday, more rain, more wind. High of 47. Then kind of a showery weekend ahead. It's currently 43 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Sean Garrison and Sarah Kroger. God alone. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. God with cries of gladness for the Lord the most high the awesome is the great king over all the earth sing praise to the Lord sing praise sing praise to our king sing praise in God alone my soul rejoices in God alone my spirit sings he alone my strength my fortress, I pour out my heart in praise to God alone. Oh God, you are my God. I seek you, my soul thirsts for Sing praise. God alone, my soul rejoices. God alone, my spirit sings. He alone, my strength, my fortress. Pour out my heart and praise to God alone.
That is Sean Garrison and Sarah Kroger, God Alone. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Morning Blend on this Thursday morning. David and Brenda with you. Tomorrow, Friday. That's a, that's a week, that. basically. Just like that. Flew right by. Just before you know it, blink of an eye, Friday is here. But yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you to Dina Marie. I think she's uh-huh. in the kitchen area now. She's going to make us one of those pizzas. Oh, I'm so happy. That sounds so good. <laughs> oh, thanks, Dina Marie, for joining us. It's always a great time when you are at Mater Day Radio. That is going to wrap it up for us on The Morning Blend. We hope you have a very blessed day.